Hey there, and welcome to the Two Mom Life Podcast, a show for moms like us balancing it all and ready to live an inspired and full life. Everybody, welcome. I'm your host, Jody Fried, mom of four, Jewish community professional, and mother's empowerment coach. Motherhood is a journey, and on this podcast, inspired by Jewish thought, you will learn from other moms receive practical advice and loads of inspiration. Motherhood is messy and certainly not perfect. So here is to mom life, to finding your way, to finding perfect moments. Here is to you. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Two Mom Life podcast. I am thrilled to be back on this episode with a friend of mine, Sherry Pure, and she is a fantastic person, like inside and outside, and an amazing, amazing cartoonist. She is on a mission to create positive art that is heartfelt, funny, and relatable. And she's worked with clients like Red Bull and actress Maya Bialik and the New York Times bestselling author Gretchen Rubin, Bud Light, like so many amazing, awesome brands. And during the pandemic, she has started this Corona Mama comic series, which she'll tell us more about later, to really help parents cope with the stressful parenting situations that have come up. And I'm telling you, these comic strips are so real. So I want to let Sherry tell us a little bit about her background, but just to tell you about why I'm bringing Sherry on this show. Firstly, she is fantastic. She's really changing the world one comic at a time. <laughs> like Sherry has done comic strips on about miscarriage and about what it really means to be a parent right now during the corona pandemic and about postpartum and what that has looked like. And they're just so real, like really real. And, um, and a lot of them, I think, stem from Sherry's own story, which she'll, again, like tell us a little bit more about. But her, what she is doing is so important for everybody to learn about and to just highlight that you are not alone. Like you are not alone in your struggles, right? When one person thinks something, millions of other people are out there having the same thought in the same conundrum. Sherry just like really brings this all to light in a, in a really like friendly, fun, nice way. Um, before I go on too much of a tangent and too many accolades, Sherry, I'm going to turn it over to you. Just give us a brief introduction about like some of the highlights of what you do, who you serve, and we'll take it from there. Thanks for having me here. So I've been drawing since I was about 18 months old and I've been taking art lessons every summer since I was six and then ultimately went to an art college, the School of Visual Arts, where I graduated valedictorian with a BFA in cartooning. Along the way, I got to intern at Mad Magazine, which was just a highlight of my life. <laughs> um, and ever since then, I've basically been trying to use my cartoon skills for good to do comics that make people laugh and smile and if I'm lucky both and uh inspire them and um try to bring good causes to the forefront um through a friendly style a relatable style um and uh until the pandemic hit I was working as a cartoonist on the Red Bull 
account at an advertising agency here in Los Angeles. And now I'm back to freelance life. I kind of put all my struggles into the comic strip Corona Mama, which is about how I struggled with the pandemic. The full title is uh, Diary of a Corona Mama Gone Mad. I put it all out there and how I'm dealing with this pandemic one day at a time, just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I know that you've been through a lot, like you've experienced a huge layoff and just like a lot of hard stuff, kids that are home and just like a lot of daily stress. So thank you for bringing that all to the fore. And something else that I know we're going to touch on a little bit later, I hope, but is that your Corona Mama cartoon series was like coming in at the tail end of this crazy bout of postpartum depression that you've been dealing with and, you know, that you kind of went through and also um, brought, brought to the fore through another comic series that you did prior to the Corona Mama series. So once again, just like huge examples of this like real raw motherhood journey that comes through and it's just um, really, really meaningful. So you, you've always been a really good cartoonist and I just feel like people must have always just loved your work. <laughs> Was that the case? Uh, well, you know, I was very lucky that at a young age, my parents were very supportive and instilled a lot of confidence in me because no matter what you do in the field of art, no matter what you put out there, there are going to be people who are not on your side and don't believe in you. And uh, not only that, they try to almost sabotage your confidence and mm. your dreams. I mean, I spent 12 years going to a private Jewish school where they strongly discouraged me from pursuing my dream of being a cartoonist, different teachers, college guidance counselors. I mean, there are always people who did support me too, to help build me up, but there's definitely those along the way, you know, who, who pushed me down or didn't even realize that they were doing it. I had a, a mentor who, when I was getting married, told me that, I always thought you were a career first kind of kind of person mm. you know and I had my baby I had a colleague tell me oh so your life is pretty much over now huh <laughs> so uh I actually had a comic that I shared all this uh where I took about eight different people and different conversations that's that's really stuck with me and I never forgot them and try to use them as motivation to prove them otherwise Wow. And just I mean I just want to take that in for a second that you never forgot them like I think that happens to all of us. There's so many times when our confidence gets crushed. And I guess you've been lucky in that for whatever reasons, I mean, your parents were obviously very supportive of you, but there's gotta have been something within you to like really know and recognize and understand that, hey, like I don't have to listen to this. Like I don't have to stop being me and doing what I want because other people don't believe that that's, where I belong or that's what I'm destined to do or should be doing. Um, I think that's a really valuable lesson. Do you have any advice on that for any of our listeners? Because I know that there are mamas out there listening to this who feel um, less than because someone's telling them not to start that business or someone's saying, you know, don't write that book or like, why would you do that? Or on the flip side, like 
why are you staying home with your kids? You should be building wealth for retirement or whatever it is. So what's a piece of advice that you have for the mamas out there who are facing these naysayers and who are finding it difficult to really like push through and still follow their heart? Well, one thing that took me way, way longer than it should have to realize is to surround yourself with the right people because Mm -hmm. negativity, I mean, you know, you made a comment that those words stuck with me and it's so easy to focus on the negative. It's just Mm -hmm. easier. I don't know what it is about us as, as human beings, but you know, they always tell you not to read the comment section on an article or in an interview or whatever it is that you have, don't read the comments. And it's because, you know, there could be 1000 perfectly fine comments, but the one negative one will stick with you. You know, you're always changing. Experiences are always changing, but uh, you know, finding the right people is so invaluable. And the people who are there for you today might've not, might not be the ones who were there for you yesterday or Mm. what might not be the ones there tomorrow. So you know, it's also important to keep listening to yourself and to your gut about who to let into your life, because we all have very limited time and resources and the amount of energy that you spend on the wrong people only comes back to hurt you. Mm. So that, again, that's something that I, I wish I had known a while ago. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that I did recently is hire a coach because find someone who fits on that vibe with me and tries to motivate me. And actually the coach that I had was the one who inspired me to create a coloring book based on my Corona Mama cartoons. And mm-hmm. this, you know, this year I had my first coloring book that I've ever published. I've been wanting to do it for years. And it's the first one I ever did because somebody who believed in me told me that I should do that. And I just knocked it out. Wow. Oh my gosh. How's that been for you? How does that feel? <laughs> It feels really, really, really good. Um, I've been doing coloring books for other people for different projects, starting from when I was in college. And I did a coloring book for, for kids with diabetes to help, help it be more accessible and, you know, for kids and how to learn about how to manage it. Um, And so it's something that I've done for a long time. And I've, I've been commissioned to do so many different coloring pages and, and uh, you know, books or coloring pages for other people. But this was the first time that it was fully my own project, my own vision. And Mm -hmm. it felt really good to just get a piece of me out there in its entirety. And thanks to Amazon publishing, it's very easy to to put things out (laughs) these days. That's, that's awesome. It is so easy, as you said, and yet it still takes like, you've got to be driven enough to, and believe in yourself enough to put it out there. And that, that's wonderful. And what sage advice, I think, to surround yourself, yourself with the right people. And I've been hearing that, you know, quite a lot recently. And it is so true. I feel the same way. And it's not easy to cut people out and you don't have to do that entirely. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. And it doesn't mean that, that anybody's a bad person at all. But it is, you know, when you surround yourself with more people who are on your wavelength and do believe in you and are positive influences, then naturally, you know, that kind of becomes your world. And another way that I love to surround myself with that positivity is like, even through listening to podcasts or reading books, it can't be all that because you have to have the real life interactions that are positive too. But to supplement with some of that, I think can also be a great way to kind of infuse your mind with the, those positive vibes. Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Just a thought. So yeah. Thank you for that. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, tell us a little bit about how you kind of came out of your postpartum depression. Like, tell us a little bit, if you don't mind, about that journey and how that part of your your life was for you. But I was wondering if you could share with everybody what that was like and how you have slowly like brought yourself out of it to this place now where you really are, you know, back in business and like doing all these amazing things and putting amazing work out there for all of us to enjoy. So I had my third child last year uh, in middle of 2019. And, um, it was different than my other two kids because it's the first time I was working full time, uh, basically 10, 11 hour days, including commute. Uh, and I had gotten sick, you know, when you're in an office setting, you're just naturally around other germs. So I gotten sick for three times during that pregnancy for three weeks or more, including a two month battle with pneumonia towards the end of it. Wow. So my body was already kind of a little bit wrecked right before having the baby and there were a number of, of factors besides that, but there were a bunch of issues that caused a lot of stress to my, my body and my mind and my soul around the birth. And so after I had the baby, I went for my six week checkup and I had to fill out this form that I didn't have to do with the other kids actually. Um, and it was a questionnaire and I thought I answered it pretty okay. I just seems like normal answers to the questions based considering the fact that I just had my third child um, and the, the doctor said, you know, adding it up, you sound like you have postpartum depression. And I said, really? Cause I just, wow. I don't know, like, I feel like I just answered it totally normally about how <laughs> tired I was, you know? And yeah. Like, well, you um, were honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't realize the extent of how much everything had affected me. I went to a therapist for the first time to cope with it and, you know, I always love to draw what, you know, when I returned to, to work at four months postpartum, other than like whatever work I had to do for my job, I had zero desire to draw for about six, six or seven months. I want to just make a point because I don't know if everybody knows, but your work that you were taking off from was in marketing, right? Yes. I would do, I was working on the cartoon campaign for Red Bull. So I was okay. coming up with ideas. I, you know, I had to be very funny and, and, uh, <laughs> quick with the quip. And, um, right. I had to, had to do storyboards and, and a lot of drawings, a lot of pitches. And, you know, for me that, that, that was work that I didn't consider that any kind of art for art's sake. Um, and so but really cartooning was your life. Like you're doing it at work, you're doing it for fun. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Just to like put things into perspective. So yeah, keep going. Yeah. Um, about six months postpartum, I got to the point where I was listening to my friend's podcast. My friend, Kathy Heller has the podcast, don't keep your day job. And, um, I signed up for a five day, I guess, how do you describe it? It was a five day course. And one of through, throughout that, that week, I realized that, um, I needed to take my own life back and how could I do it? And then all of a sudden I had this inspiration and I said, I want to finish a drawing every day. And so I thought to myself, realistically, between the 11 hour work days, 10, 11 hour work days and the three kids, how much time do I have to do a drawing? And I said, 15 minutes. 
and I can I can finish a drawing in 15 minutes. So I set this this rule to spend 15 minutes a day to draw. And if it took longer than 15 minutes, great, but at least 15 minutes. And it, it's something that could be applied to all parts of my life. Um, I should probably apply that to cleaning up my apartment right now, actually. <laughs> but you know, any, like 15 minutes, you know, I, I uh, came up with this idea. So I started my 15 minute musings, which I I drew for 15 minutes a day and that um, was doing great until the pandemic hit and that it kind of evolved into my uh, Corona Mama comics. But that's really how I pulled myself out, giving my giving myself 15 minutes of quality time a day. Hmm. Wow. And what did you what did you feel like in that transformation? Gradual, very gradual. gradual. Yeah. <laughs> OK, good. I mean, that's real. <laughs> it's not overnight. Yeah. Um, but then it becomes routine and, and, um, it was very helpful. And, um, you know, before the pandemic, it was more cutesy type things and, um, it just got a a lot deeper. My voice post pandemic has definitely gotten, I don't want to say darker, but it was just, it's been dealing with my experiences, you know, from, since the pandemic hit, I lost so many loved ones, including an uncle and cousin that I really loved. And, um, I lost my job and, you know, we don't really have a community here anymore. Everybody's kind of staying in their houses and I have the kids home at all times and living my, my, my nightmare of having to, um, go through second and second grade and kindergarten all over again and do all that work. (laughs) Um, but you know, yeah, it's one day at a time, 15 minutes at a time. That's really how we're getting through. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so sorry for all the losses that you experienced. Sorry about that. Yeah. I think it's, um, what an example, right? Like, and this is what I want everyone listening to take in that there are two things that stand out to me about this story. One is that you went and you got support you realized you needed to take your life back. You continued to get support, whether it was through the therapist or through the course you took or the coach that you ultimately hired to help you and to work with you to get yourself to the place that you wanted to be and to help you achieve the dreams and the goals that you have for yourself and your family. That's huge. And then the other thing is that you set this goal of drawing for 15 minutes a day or completing one drawing per day. And that's like a pretty manageable goal in a regular circumstance, like something that you could do without like thinking too much or too hard or having to push yourself too hard. Like at first you were pushing, right? Like it wasn't always easy. I know that. Um, but eventually, you know, and some days you just drew for more and some days, 15 minutes was it, but setting that really manageable goal, that really realistic goal. And like those baby steps are humongous. And now look where you are. Like you have published a comic book and it hasn't even been so long. It's been just a few months and you have this comic book published and you're changing lives and touching lives by the content, these little comic strips that you put out once a day. And um, I think guys, everybody, I just want you to take that in how like the transformation is possible. And it's just, you know, it's about you believing in yourself. It's about you giving yourself permission to get the support you need. Um, And there's so many ways to get that support. 
but to get the support you need. And it's about setting the goals that you can reach because once you do that, then you can make them bigger and bigger, right? And just continue taking those little steps forward. And that's huge. That's how we grow. And that's how we achieve our goals and go for our dreams and build our confidence. And that I think like takes us full circle back to the beginning of this episode where Sherry, you were talking about how you had this confident, you were had this confidence like built at a very early age because of how much you believed in yourself and because of the influences that you had from your parents who really believed in you. And that's another lesson I think is just as parents, to believe in our kids and to show them, to tell them how much we believe in them. And Sherry, I wonder if you have any advice, if you can think back to that child, you know, to, to that seven-year-old kid or that nine-year-old kid and the messages that you were getting from your parents, do you have any wisdom or advice to share with us on how we can support our kids in their journeys going forward? Because as we said, the, the negative stuff, it sticks way more than the positive. The biggest thing that they did for me is as soon as they realized that I had a passion for art, they signed me up for classes and supported me and gave me the tools to succeed. Even when other people were telling them maybe not to, to do that so much, or don't, you know, it's silly that you're supporting her to go into that as a career. Um, and I think it was because my dad is particularly like, he's always had a creative soul and wanted to go into that. But when he went, when he grew up, it was either be a doctor, lawyer, or accountant, pick one. Um, so I think that, you know, I guess if you pay attention to what your kids like and then foster the creativity that works for them, that's really important. You know, they, they say that there's like this Venn diagram of the things that you like to do, the thing that, you know, makes you money. And then if you put that over, you know, one circle over the other, that little nugget in the middle is probably where you should start off and then, you know, venture out from there. there. Yeah. Right. So um, that probably would have been advice that I would have given myself at a young age. But as as a a child, I mean, you just foster them and and you you tell them that they're doing great and put them in, you know, whatever, whatever they're into, you know, just try to encourage and not discourage. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I think we always need that. We always need like, you know, just like those little pieces of advice and, and tips and tricks from other people that have already got to where, where we are, where we're going. So Um, Thank you so, so much for having this conversation with me. I think we've covered quite a bit and um, I want to hear more about the beautiful gift that you're offering to to some of our listeners today. Now, I want to preface this by saying that Sherry is a change maker and she is just so genuine and like really is out there for the good of everyone. And I'm going to just turn it over to you to tell everyone what you're offering. Well, I created my coloring book as a way to help parents feel seen and to have a a laugh and an escape, even if it means locking yourself in the bathroom for a few minutes to just color. Um, So what I'd like to, what I'd like to do is to give away uh, three sets of copies of my coloring book to the first three people who send me a direct message either on Instagram or Facebook uh, at my handle is at Shari Pear Art, C-H-A-R-I-P-E-R-E-A-R-T. Um, and if you, the people, the first people to send me a message and also 
talk about a friend of theirs who could really use the book. And I would like to give copies to both you and your friend. That is amazing. Like that is fantastic. Thank you so much. So guys, we'll post Sherry's um, Instagram and Facebook handles in the show notes of this episode. Definitely click on them, check her out and send her a message if you would like to receive one of these coloring books for you and one for a friend who could use some support, inspiration. A, a really, it's a, it makes a great holiday gift. Um, and you can do the coloring. Your kids can do the coloring. It can be a family coloring session. Um, it's a great way to bring everybody together and um, relax a little bit. You know, coloring is such a such a soothing, calming activity. So that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Is there one last tip or piece of advice or little nugget that you'd like to share with everybody today? I'm sure there are plenty. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess persistence, I guess, is the most important thing. You know, nothing happens overnight. And um, there's a lot of interesting projects that I'm working on right now that are coming up because of the work that I've done. You never know what, you know, you do what take one step and then three paths might open up that you don't know about. So if you just persist and put out what you think is good into the world and do good into the world, you don't know what's going to come back to you and how. So persistence and patience, you know, it's not easy, but it's true. Yeah, no, very wise. It's, it's about being in it for the long game. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Two Mom Life podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about me and my work helping moms feel filled up and in balance, or helping moms integrate family adventures, big and small, into mom life, or to explore how we can work together, visit my website, loveadventuremom.com, or find me on Facebook and Instagram at the handle loveadventuremom. Till next time, l'chaim to life.